Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 9th, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Standing on a Word from God. This is part 29 of the overall series. And then I'm teaching on David now. This is part two of the life of David. So I'm calling this message Standing on a Word from God, part 29, Destiny's Child. Now, I'm sure you've heard of the group Destiny's Child. Yeah, I got it. Uh, but I'm talking about David. So David is Destiny's Child. Guess what? You our destiny's child. When you look in the mirror, you need to see yourself as a child of destiny. I'll talk about that today. So yesterday, I told you how Samuel, the prophet, was sent by God to Bethlehem, to Jesse's house, to anoint one of Jesse's sons to be the next king of Israel, right? So God said, it's not Saul anymore. It's going to be one of Jesse's sons. And so the prophet went there. And it's understandable how when Samuel stood before Jesse and those seven boys were standing there, it's understandable how the prophet thought that the first one, the, the eldest son, the oldest one, Eliab, was the one, right? He looked good. He was healthy and strong. And also he was the oldest. And so under the Hebrew custom, you know, the oldest got the blessing. And so, uh, but then the Lord said, no, that's not the one. And then the next one, Abinadab, that's not the one. And then the next one, that's not the one. And so he went through all seven boys. And then, you know, the prophet was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, do you have any more sons? And he was like, yeah, I have one more. His name is David. He's out there tending sheep. He's probably not the guy you're looking for. And the Lord said, yeah. Uh, the prophet said, no, 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 go get him. And we're not even going to sit down until he gets here. And so they go and they go get David. What really bothered me, though, was that the father, Jesse, didn't even think enough, right? When, when he said, hey, line up your boys. Of course, he didn't know what was going on. He, he didn't really understand what the prophet was doing in his house. Uh, but when he said, line up your sons, you know, I'm about to do something for one of your sons. Um, he should have got David. I mean, like it bothered me that the father didn't think enough about David to go get him. And it bothered me that the, the boys, his brothers didn't even think enough to even say something. And so the prophet went through the entire ritual. The prophet went through the entire rite. Um, they washed their hands. You remember he was supposed to be there to worship so that they got clean they prepared everything. David wasn't there. He starts going through the boys. David wasn't there. And it wasn't until the prophet said, go get David, that someone had to go get David, right? So so it, it just really bothers me. But here's the point. The point of today's message is that although his father didn't say, let me go get him, although neither one of his brothers said, hold on, daddy, I know David is not going to get picked, but let's at least have him in the lineup. Although he was overlooked and omitted by his brother's and his father, he was not overlooked by God. He was destined by God, and so are you. So this is what the Bible says. When um, the prophet said, hey, go get him, then Jesse had to send one of the boys to go get him. And so while they're waiting there, this is an awkward moment, right? So they're there. He says, we're not even going to sit down until he gets here. So they're there. They're standing up. They're waiting. The brother's like, I don't even know what's going on here. Um, what is this thing, and what does this have to do with David? So David walks through the doors, and this is what the Bible says in First chapter. Samuel chapter 16, verses 12 and 13. As David walked through the doors, the Bible says, this son was a good-looking, healthy young man. He was very handsome. Now, I don't know what he looked like, but if the Bible calls you handsome, then doggone it, you, you must you look good. You know what I'm saying? So the Bible says that he was young, he was good-looking, he was a handsome young man. And then the Lord says to Samuel, right there in that moment, get up, anoint him, he is the one. Glory to God. There are times 
where God is, you will walk into the room and, and God will say, he's the one, she's the one that I've chosen for such a time as this. So Samuel took a horn that had special oil in it. It was a, it was a oil, it was an anointing oil, right? This was uh, oil used to anoint. And so this, and this oil was symbolic or representative of the Holy Spirit or the anointing of God. And so he took this oil, the, uh, this horn that had the special oil in it, and he went over to David and he anointed David to be the next king of Israel, right in front of all his brothers, the Bible says. And then the text says, the spirit of the Lord came upon David with great power from that day on. And then after that, the prophet took off and he went back to Ramah, just like that. So he anointed David in front of his brothers, in front of his father. He, the power of God, the spirit of the Lord came, came upon David with great power from that day on. He was anointed to be the next king of Israel. Now, he was 17 years old. We're going to learn some things. It's going to take at least 13 years before he becomes a king. But anyway, he was anointed. So he was anointed right there in front of all of his brothers, in front, in front of his father. And then the prophet took off. He was destiny's child. As his brothers were looking on, he was anointed. As his brothers were, were figuring out or just kind of thinking, what, is, what in the world is going on? Without any explanation, the prophet didn't say anything. The, without any explanation, it wasn't about what David did. Without any qualifications, without any quantifiers, it wasn't like the prophet said, well, because David did all these things right. No, no, no. He was just picked. David was picked for his divine assignment. He was destined. Guess what? He was destined from the foundations of the world. He was destined before the world began. He was destined before his mother met his father. He was destined by God. And guess what? You're destined by God as well. There are some things that you have been selected for. David, not in a thousand years, would have ever imagined while he was out there tending sheep that he was going to be the king of Israel. Not in a thousand years would David have ever concocted something like that in his own man mind. He wasn't from the right family. He didn't have the right pedigree. He didn't have the right education. Uh, he, 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 matter of fact, he didn't even have a strong relationship in his own family. You can see how they treated him. He was out there tending sheep. Just, I mean, his, his sheep were his friends. You know what I'm saying? He's out there tending sheep and God selected him to be the next king of Israel. Glory to God. And God selected him before the world began. This is something that he would have never came up with on his own. And that's how God does me. And that's how God does you. We serve a God who calls us into our destiny, not because we earn it, not because we deserve it, not because we concocted it, not because we came up with it in our own heart or in our own mind, but because God selected us for it from the foundations of the world. You are a child of destiny. You are destiny's child. And so am I. So what does this mean to you today? I have six things to share with you on this morning. I really believe that this, this message is going to encourage you, cause you to look up, cause you to get excited about what God has called you to do. Six things. Open your heart now to receive what God is saying. Here we go. Number one, you might be overlooked, omitted, and even oppressed by others, but that does not change the fact that you are destined. You are destiny's child and no one can stop you. Nobody can, can take your destiny from you and nobody can stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Number two, there are things that you are called to do that God called you to do from the foundations of the world. And these are things that you never asked for. These are things you never prayed for. These are things that you never concocted in your own mind. These are not things that, that you say, okay, these are the things that I want. No, no. Your life is not about your plans. Your life should be about God's plans, plans that he designed for you before the world began. I'm talking about, we serve a God, Ephesians 3 and 20 says, we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, exceedingly, abundantly, above all, 
that we can ask or think or even imagine according to the power that works within us. So God put something in us that's greater than what we could ever come up with on our own. So God's plans for our life is far greater than anything that we would ever come up with. So, so what we want to do is open up our heart to God's plans. Now, when God starts to reveal things to you about your destiny, it's going to be so far-fetched. I mean, like so crazy. Like, like, and, and sometimes, honestly, I'm just being transparent. There's sometimes I think about what God has called me to do and things that he tells me that, that, you know, I'm destined to do. And when I really sit down and think about it, sometimes I, I just weep. I cry just thinking about God's goodness because there's no way. I, I, I was, I'm a Dominican kid, you know, from Brooklyn. My, I'm the first of my family born in this country. I'm, I'm born of two Dominican immigrants. My wife is, a, is an immigrant. She came to this country when she was 20 years old. I'm talking about, you know, we... Like, it's crazy to me sometimes just to think about what God has called us to do. And it has nothing to do with, with me earning it or deserving it. It has everything to do with God's grace, plans that he made for me before the world began. So when God reveals something to you that he called you to do, your job is to open up your heart to, to it. Faith says yes to God's grace. God called you by grace, not because you earned it. God called you by grace, not because you necessarily deserve it. God called you by grace and faith says yes to God's grace. I have, I have uh, four more things to share. Number three, I like this one. God can bless you right in front of those who dismissed you. God will cause them to watch while he elevates you to places that you didn't even ask for. These are places that they wanted and you didn't even ask for it and God will give it to you right in front of them. God will elevate you right in front of them. God will, will prepare a table before you right in front of your enemies. Number four, the oil reserved for you will not flow for anyone else. Your oil, your oil is not going to flow for anyone else. The oil that was in that horn was reserved for David and it was not going to go to any one of his brothers. No one can take your blessing. That's why you don't need to get upset when someone else gets blessed. They have their own blessings and you have yours. So you can celebrate them, celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy because at the end of the day, there's nothing that's going to stop you from your destiny. Now, number five, sometimes God will interrupt your day in the middle of a routine task just to bless you. <laughs> this is what happened. David was out there tending his father's sheep. And all of a sudden, some, somebody, one of his brothers said, hey, come. Uh, there's this stranger in the house. I don't know what's going on. Daddy said, you got to come. And so his day was interrupted. He wasn't. He was just doing his normal routine business. And his life was changed forever. He was blessed in front of his brothers. He didn't do anything to earn it. He didn't do anything to deserve it. And God will do that. He will interrupt a routine day while you're doing a routine or a mundane task. And he will bless you and change your life forever. Number six. And finally, look at me for a minute. You are destiny's child. You were born with God's destiny already mapped out before you. And your job is to find it, follow it, and finish it. Your job is to discover it, to develop into it, and then to deploy into it. You are destiny's child. God has a destiny, an amazing plan laid out for you. And as you walk with God, you will discover it. As you walk with God, you yield to it. As you walk with God, you will become the man, the woman that God called and destined, designed and desires for you to be. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now. Say this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. Like David, I know you have destined me for your purpose. When I am overlooked by others, you notice. When I am omitted from the lineup, 
You have a way of stopping everything until I show up. No man can stop me from my purpose. Nothing can stop me from my destiny. I am destiny's child. Your kingdom plans and purposes for me shall come to pass. You elevate me right in front of those who sought to come up against me just to show how much you love me. You don't do this because I deserve it. You do this by your grace. And my job is to receive it by faith. I declare that I do. And I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button there. Subscribe, get the messages. It's going to be a blessing to you. Listen, we're going to study the life of David. It's an amazing story. He got selected to be king when he was 17. All hell is going to break loose in his life. He's not going to actually become king until he's about 30 years old. The actual manifestation of the fullness of it won't even happen until after he's 30 years old. And so we're going to learn some things from his life. You have to stand on the word from God no matter how long it takes. If God gives you a promise, it's a revelation of his divine intention and it shall come to pass in your life. But you have to believe it. You have to open up your heart to it. And then you have to stand. Having done all, stand. And when you don't feel like you can keep standing, stand some more by God's amazing grace. Head into this day, walk into your destiny, and please share this message with someone that you know. Share this on your social media before you leave the screen. God bless you.